Welcome to Engineering Works, powered by the ACEC of Illinois. We'll be featuring the innovators, creators, designers, and engineers who are making engineering work in Illinois and reshaping our state. I'm Haley Burns, co-founder of public affairs and public relations firm River Strategies and co-founder of Lincoln Forum, a Chicago-based public affairs event series. Today, I'm speaking with Steve Donahue, National Director of ACEC Illinois and President of Horner Schifrin. Steve, thanks so much for taking some time today. You're welcome. So I'd love to talk about the effort the ACEC National is organizing to advocate for a Fix the Research and Development Tax Credit. But before we dig in on that, I know there's been some movement recently. Can you share the latest update? Sure. Like I say, the, the R&D uh, tax credit issue is first and foremost on most engineering companies' minds. This week, we received news that the House Ways and Means Committee and the Senate Finance Committee has announced framework for a business and family tax package. That would be the Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act of 2024. And this would delay the R&D amortization requirement until 2026 and would be retroactive to the 2022 tax year. So that would be a great win for engineering companies. Which also, I imagine, came in kind of the nick of time and a huge relief for some firms. Yes. Should this be passed, it will be a big benefit for engineering companies and allow research and development to continue. We're certainly all crossing our fingers because we know how essential this is. And I know at the national level, the ACEC is really focusing on this issue in this advocacy. Can you talk about the current state of where we are with this tax credit and how it might be hindering some of the progress and innovation that we're trying to achieve in the industry? In the past, you, firms used to be able to deduct R&D expenses in the year they were incurred. Uh, starting in January 1st of 2022, uh, there was a requirement that they would have to amortize those expenses over five years. So that the end result of that is it increased uh, the tax bill of these firms uh, substantially uh, to the point where firms are having cash flow problems. They may have to take out loans to pay the tax bill. They may need to put off needed investments in technology and even labor and set aside plans to grow. So it was a real hindrance to engineering companies at a time when our country is relying on engineering companies to implement the infrastructure bill. Absolutely. And what a feeling of truly being handcuffed or between a rock and a hard place. Without research and development, it's almost impossible to innovate. So what what is the fallout of that? What's happening? Well, you would probably see research and development decline among firms because it, it costs money to do that. They wouldn't be able to invest in the technology to maybe do it a little bit smarter and more efficiently than they've done in the past, especially at a time when workforce is an issue for engineering companies and we need to find ways to do things faster and smarter. And having the R&D tax credit would allow us to invest in those strategies. And I'm sure having the R&D tax credit at the end of the day is going to have an incredible effect on our infrastructure. Can you talk a little bit about the effect that it's having on projects. Yep. I think engineers at our basis, we love to do things better than we 
did them on the last project. So we always want to invest in innovation and find ways to do things smarter. Um, you'll probably see that slow down. Engineering companies will have to go with what's tried and true instead of investing in the, the time and labor and equipment uh, to do things much more efficiently. Uh, we have a tall order with the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act to get this infrastructure designed so it can move into the construction phase. And any efficiencies that we can realize as a result of research and development would make that process go much faster. It really seems as though it's almost essential for the industry for this to move forward. And I know at the national level, the ACEC has put a lot of time of effort into this. Can you talk about some of the ways that this is being advocated for on the national level? Yes, this is probably the, uh, I know it is the, the primary issue that ACEC is dealing with at the moment. They're investing a lot of time and money in getting this R&D tax fixed whether it be lobbying on Capitol Hill, ACEC has a robust lobbying staff, as well as a large ad and TV buys on national networks, which really hasn't been something that they have done too much in the past. So that kind of shows you the importance of this issue. Can you give any examples or talk about any projects so we can get a real life sense of how this is affecting a project? How is this really creating the roadblock? Is it across all aspects of a project or is it affecting the design phase? I'm imagining that it's really a, across every element of a project, whether it's technology or design or planning. Yeah, as engineers, we're uh, primarily engaged in the design phase. So we're constantly trying to find ways to do things better. A long time ago, plans used to be designed by pencil and paper and rows and rows of drafting tables. We've moved into the CAD era in the 80s and 90s to where things were designed by computer. Uh, now that is involved into 3D modeling, which is a very complex update to our traditional CAD methods of designing things. That takes a lot of time, energy, and money to implement those new technologies. The end result is it has an effect to where these projects can be designed more efficiently. You can run through several, a lot more scenarios of a design, a lot more what ifs of if we change this, how does it affect that? Uh, you can do that over and over with the technology that's being developed. And without that, we won't be able to be as innovative as we could be. Are smaller firms even more affected by this? Sure, you have a lot of small firms maybe owned by a handful of people. They're, they are bearing the brunt of this tax burden. Uh, you have firms that may be going through ownership transitions and that's going to uh, make that more difficult. So definitely the smaller firms, some of the disadvantaged business enterprises will be affected substantially. As engineers, this is an obvious why this is such an imperative initiative. But for the average resident in, let's say, Illinois, for example, this is also quite crucial. Can you talk a little bit about how something like this tax credit actually has a large impact at the end of the day on the way we live and get around in a city? Sure. While well, we have a, a a huge investment in infrastructure, we always want to make the best use of that money. So if we can 
design these projects much more efficiently that leaves more funds to get a lot more work done. So rather than seeing 100 bridges repaired with innovation and research and development, perhaps we're able to repair 125 bridges, 150 bridges, and the public will see a direct result in more infrastructure work being performed. Mm -hmm. Steve, can you give us a little bit of a comparison or paint a picture for what it would be like if this was implemented in the way that the ACEC at the national level is advocating for? So if the dream comes true, what would that look like for firms and the projects that they're working on? Well, I think you would see firms be able to devote the the time and energy into research and development. You would see them uh, being more willing to hire staff. They would have more money to invest in these technologies and try to develop them on their own as opposed to sticking with the tried and true uh, methods. And what about timeline? Steve, what are you anticipating would be the likely timeline of events? We were hoping that it'll pass out of the House Ways and Means Committee and uh, be sent to the floor for a vote uh, maybe as early as this week or the next so it could move over to the Senate. So this is something that is near term, that it feels as though the work is paying off and we're seeing some some real movement on this that we could, as engineering firms, feel quite soon. Absolutely. You know, through the efforts of ACEC, this, this fix has gained a bipartisan support. I believe we're up to around 213 co-sponsors on the bill. So it is good that it has uh, broad support from both sides of the aisle. I'd love to hear a little bit from the inside on what that looks like. It's so important to advocate for some of these things. And I don't know that we all necessarily as members of ACEC know what that looks like. Can you fill us in or give us a little bit of a behind the scenes of what that has looked like to get us to this point? Yeah, I think there's been countless visits to Capitol Hill by our ACEC lobbying staff. They've also had a lot of firms sharing their personal experiences and shared through the ACEC website and other avenues just how this bill will affect their business. And it's been top of mind for several years now. Yes, ever since it became evident that the R&D tax credit would have to be amortized over five five years instead of the current year, Mm -hmm. it was quickly realized the severe impact it would have on engineering companies. And it's exciting to imagine this coming to fruition combined with Rebuild Illinois funding, just, you know, what this industry could be capable of. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to that point, Steve, I'd love to hear from you some of these big, important funding issues kind of finally taking a turn in the right direction with Rebuild Illinois, with some of the recruitment and um, talent issues, getting some relief. And now this, what gets you excited about this new era in the industry with this kind of foundation now, this positive change? Well, you're right. The amount of funding that we have for infrastructure right now through the historic Rebuild Illinois program, as well as the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act on the federal side has finally given our industry a look ahead that is more than just a few months. It's years down the road. 
what that allows us to do is to spend the money to grow our firm, to invest in the technology, because we know the work's gonna be there down the road. And it allows the uh, state DOTs to tackle big projects, big problems, and that gets engineers excited. You know, designing a new bridge over a river is exciting. That's where engineers truly get to shine, that they get to uh, highlight their innovation and really gets them going. When we talk about research and innovation, what are some of the things that get you excited on the innovation side? Are there certain elements of this industry and where we see it going that are close to your heart? I think like most industries, we're interested in the impact of artificial intelligence on our industry. And at the fall conference, I heard firms talking about using artificial intelligence to do bridge inspections. AI can take a photo and they can look at it and it can find defects in the bridge. And that's just exciting. That's space age stuff that we wouldn't have been thinking about five years ago. And now here it is a reality where we can do bridge inspection using artificial intelligence. And it not only helps our workforce issues that we're able to, to do this with, with technology, but through AI, we can probably find defects better than the human eye. So that is very exciting just to think of all the things that we can employ artificial intelligence in our industry. It, tr it truly is. And you're not the first to mention AI and what that's going to mean for the efficiency of some of these projects. Well, Steve, it'll be really interesting to continue to speak with you about this. And if it's okay with you, we'd love to check back again soon to get an update because it does seem like this is finally moving and at a speed that we might be feeling some change really, really soon. Correct. I think we're, we're hopefully seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you, Steve. Thank you again so much, too, for all of your efforts on this. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Engineering Works. Listen and subscribe to the podcast on acecil.org or your favorite podcast platform.